Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by the great folks over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered for this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, folks, this episode is going to be pretty simple, pretty straightforward. A lot of people, there were people who agreed with me about my take about Tim Beck and, and you know why. I wasn't mad at all at fans saying that he should get fired and all that good stuff. And there were people who didn't agree with me, which I expected, right? As part of the game, there will always be uh, opinions and, and differing opinions and all that good stuff. But I I did hear the constant theme of people saying that I was too harsh and that I didn't talk about any positives from the Clemson game. My response to that will be, or would be rather, is let me not say would be or will be, is there is not much positive to say in a game in which you lost that you gave away. And I know what y'all are thinking. Can you always say that this team gave it away and that they didn't get beat? I'm sorry to tell you, I have seen games where this team has gotten beat, where this team, there was nothing you could do. The other team was better, right? I've, I've been there. I've talked about that. When we talked about the loss in the bowl game to Kentucky, I didn't say, well, you know, it, it all 100% was NC State giving it away. I said, you know, Bailey Hockman is who he is. He did the best that he could, but, hey, you kind of got to live with that. Our defensive line was good, but that offensive line was crazy. You kind of got to live with that. You know, there, obviously there were some dumb penalties here and there and all that, but for the most part, you live with that. This was not a game in which I look at and say, down one of the best defensive linemen in the nation and, and some of the other things that were going on there, I would say, oh, that team was better than us and they showed it in every single way. I would say that, again, we turned away from a recipe that worked, from a recipe that had success for other teams and us, and we got the result that we get. But in the spirit of fairness, I'm going to talk about the positives from that game, as well as looking forward to Florida State. I'm going to talk the big guys today, the big uglies, the big nasties, the trenches. Who wins those matchups? I'm going position group by position group doing breakdowns throughout these next few days, all right? So stick with me while we go through all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, folks, I want to talk about some of the positives from the Clemson game because, again, I don't want to be too doom and gloom. I don't want to make it look like this is the worst team ever. They've got no hope going forward and all that. The first positive is, of course, that there is a ton of season left. There is a ton of season left, and a vast majority of the goals that this team wants to accomplish are still out there. Are they're, they're still right there. The only one that I would say there is no way in under God's green earth, you have a snowball's chance in the devil's house of uh, this happening is the playoffs. That's it. That's the only one. And most people weren't even thinking playoffs coming into the season anyway. But uh, if you were thinking playoffs, that's that's gone because there is no way that even if NC State ran the table, won every game by 30, 
literally by 30. You're not going to be a conference champion and an ACC that is not necessarily a very strong conference top to bottom this year. That's just the reality. Even if you do end up being a conference champion because uh, the the only possible – and it's, this is an iota of an iota of like a, a the tiniest possible slither that this could happen is if Clemson were to lose multiple games, NC State goes on to not just run the table – but dominate, flatly dominate from this point forward. And there would be some wonky stuff that has to happen around the rest of the country. But I, that's those are too many factors. When you're depending on one thing to happen that you can control, you're in a good spot. When you're depending on multiple things and multiple plates that you have no control over fluctuating, nah, you're in a bad, you're in a bad way. You're in a bad way, and that's not a safe bet. So that's gone. But everything else is still there. Let's be honest. The ACC championship, that one is another one of those that it's it's off in the distance now because that game was going to go a long way in determining who was going to win the Atlantic. That game was going to go a long way in determining. But with that being said, it's possible, it's it's possible that that Clemson team goes on to lose a couple games possibly. And, you know, if NC State wins out, you can get to the conference championship. It's possible, not likely, but it's possible. The next thing that is a positive to take away from that game, NC State stopped the run. This defense stopped the run very, very well. And I told y'all coming into the game that I did not very much so believe in um, – I very much so did not believe in, in Clemson's running game the way that everybody else uh, said they did. But the reality is, outside of some massive runs from DJ, um, Will Shipley was was – you know, pretty much well-contained, 60 yards on on 14 carries, just about four yards per carry. Um, Phil Moffa, five, 22, carry, 22 yards on five carries. You know, DJ was their leading rusher with 73 yards and two touchdowns on 14 carries. But the reality is, again, they did a very good job of, of stopping the run for the most part. Toward the end, when things when they, when the defense kept repetitively getting put right back on the field and right back on the field and right back on the field, you have to expect at some point in time they're going to wear down, they're going to break, and that's kind of what happened at the end there. But uh, the reality is they did a very, very good job of stopping the run, which bodes well coming into this week. Not only did the defense do a good job, but I, I need to talk to the offense now because, again, when people talked about me being mean, they said that I was being mean to the offense. So let me give the offense a little bit of love here. Keon Lesane, somebody that I've talked about on this show before, had multiple drives where he was basically NC State's passing game, and he looked good in doing so. He looked excellent as a, a complimentary piece uh, to Thayer Thomas, catching the ball underneath and all that type of good stuff. So he he looked good. Keon Lesane looked good. Um, obviously, Thayer Thomas is Thayer Thomas. He was coming up with big third down catches and, and big catches everywhere. Devin Carter, I would like to see him be more involved. Um, then, you know, just the one really big catch, but that's, or rather the two catches, because the, the second catch was the one where the uh, corner jumped the route, but it seemed to go right through his hands. He had three catches on the day, but I like to see a little bit more involvement, right? Um, the reality is physically, in terms of physical gifts, I believe that he is maybe, maybe the second best in terms of what he's physically gifted with. I like to see that translate over into some tangible production here. But the the wide receiving core, all in all, they look pretty good. 
they looked pretty good. I know that some people don't want to hear that, but that wide receiver core was getting open. They were finding, um, they were finding other than when there were screens run to where, you know, you're expecting um, these, these, you're expecting the receivers to break a bunch of tackles and make big plays in space against a defense that, I mean, honestly, because they weren't blitzing, because there was just rushing four and getting home, rushing three at times and getting home, there were times where a screen is not going to work in any way, shape, form, or fashion because as soon as the elephants go on parade, that's what you call it when the linemen leave for the screen, there's going to be way more defensive backs and linebackers reacting to that screen than you have to block. So there's that. But with that being said, those are some positives from the game. And the offensive lines play in the first half. The offensive lines play in the first half was good. Not excellent, not stellar, not, you know, world-beating. It was good. They did their job. They held up against one of the best defensive fronts in the nation. They did their job in that first half. So there are my positives. I don't want to hear nobody else say, oh, Ken, you're just so negative. You, you have nothing nice to say about it. And, you know, you're just like everybody else. When we lose, it's all, all doom and gloom. I just gave you the positives. Don't ask me for nothing else. Don't ask me for no more positives because you're going to get me riled up again. You're going to get me mad and excited again. And I don't want to go back to that place. I don't want to go back to that place. We're looking forward. We're looking forward to, to Florida State. We're looking forward to playing the nose. Do not send me back to uh, Death Valley. Don't do it. No reason for that. No reason at all for that, all right? And now let me talk to you all about our partners at Nissan that have worked to that have worked with us to create a new segment across Locked On College Network, thrilling moments where we highlight the most exciting plays from the Wolfpack weekend, uh, from the Wolfpack weekend game or throughout the history of the team. We will be introducing that coming up very shortly. Trust me, it's going to be a great time. And with that being said, this segment uh, has been inspired by the thrilling new designs and features across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, and Pathfinder today, available now at Nissan.com. So please be aware, again, we're coming with uh, the the thrilling moments uh, of the team going forward. But just uh, announcing that, and it's brought to you by our partners over at Nissan. All right. So in looking forward to Florida State, as, as bad as our offensive line looked in that second half, and honestly, as, as our, bad as our defensive line looked in the fourth quarter somewhat, this is a situation where you have a – offensive and defensive front from Florida State that is already thin and has been stretched thinner by injuries. The best guy on that defensive line, Fabian Lovett, got hurt week one and has not come back ever since. Luckily for them, uh, the young man Verse, I can't remember his first name, Jared, Jared Verse. Verse has looked phenomenal coming off the edge. Now, he is not K.J. Henry or Murphy or any of those guys. He's what they are as a speed rusher, but that's just about where it stops. Versus not quite the same guy um, against the runner in terms of setting edges. He's a little thinner, but he's very wiry. He's stronger than you think. So I, I don't think it'd be a great idea to target him and say, oh, yeah, we're going to run a ball to him 20 times this game. That's where we need to go. Uh, not, not exactly sure about that. But Jared Versus is a, a, a ball player that, again, he's great at – 
when you give him the opportunity to pin his ears back and rush the passer, he is fast. He is creative. He is dynamic coming off the edge. I absolutely love watching the man play. It's it's a great time every time, and, and hopefully it's not a great time to watch him play this Saturday uh, in terms of for defensive linemen who aren't cheering for the pack. But no, um, with that being said, again, there the middle of that line is is not – you did not know how much love it was needed in the middle of that line until you realized the difference in how they stopped the run against LSU to how it's been since um, he's played. And then on their offensive line, you're looking at a situation where uh, you've got multiple guys out for the season who were supposed to be playing um, big, big snaps for, uh, for this nose team. So, you know, the, the reality is, when you're looking at uh, a team where you lose a guy like Bless Harris, who was supposed to be one of the better offensive linemen, who you know he 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 had played some snaps in his career already and looked good at times already. He was an older guy, an elder statesman who uh, had started some games at at you know left tackle and all that. And you lose a, a guy like uh, I, I can't remember his last name, but I want to say. I want to say his first name is Caden. Uh, I can't. Caden Lyles. You lose a guy like Caden Lyles as well. Uh, another guy down for the season. And I believe his was announced um, a little earlier in the year. He's been gone since the uh, beginning of the year. But you lose those two guys. They've been struggling through a bunch of different iterations of an offensive line combination. That and they just lost uh, Rob Scott. Or they lost him a couple of weeks ago, but he he uh, dressed out for the game against uh, Wake Forest and did not play, despite the fact that Wake Forest defensive line was all over uh, Jordan Travis in that running game, like white on rice for a majority of it. So, in saying those things, you know you're you're looking at a situation where you're down two of probably your best three offensive linemen, uh, potentially three of the best three if if Rob Scott can't go as well, and so. This makes it pretty cut and dry to me. Um, NC State has the the better uh, groups up front because of injuries. But with that being said, that offensive line still has to uh, have a game where they kind of reinstate their confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the worst things in the world that can happen to an athlete is you lose your confidence. And one of the things that will make you lose your confidence is getting whooped all or an entire half like what happened to NC State's offensive line in the second half. And I, when I say an entire half, I mean from the first snap of the second half until Clemson took their foot off the gas, that defensive line was dominant. That defensive line was not just like, oh, they're playing pretty good. No, no, no. They changed the entire trajectory of the football game. They changed the entire trajectory of the game from the first snap of the second half forward so with that in mind this offensive line needs to have a major we talk about the team needing a bounce back week which of course after a loss you don't want to let one loss turn into all that good stuff but with that being said in this particular game if there is any group if there is any group that not only needs a bounce back game but the conditions under which you would have a bounce back game are in place. It is this one. It is the offensive line group. This offensive line needs to show me that they can at a high level 
at a high level, handle ACC defensive line. Because let's be honest, they look good against Texas Tech. Texas Tech has, in their front, I think they had one guy. That's a He's an NFL guy. I, I think Wilson's an NFL guy. No fans or buts about it. He, he's going to make some money on Sunday. I think they have one guy. I think going forward, we you look at Clemson and you talk about the fact that they have multiple guys that are, again, not going to be waiting in the green room long. That is the anomaly. That is the exception, not the rule. We now need to see what this offensive line can do against some ACC competition that is not world-beating, world-class type of uh, a type of deal there. And then the defensive line, just keep doing what they're doing. Just keep doing what they're doing. This is not – the everybody talks about the three-headed monster that Florida State has a running back, and they do have three very good running backs. But again, like I said about Clemson, the books are a little cooked. The books are a little cooked. Uh, the the guest that I am going to have on for the um, for this game to, to preview, I'm going to have him on Friday. Me and him have talked off air a ton about how our teams are looking and all that good stuff. And one of the things that he spoke about in particular was the fact that the first game of the season there were 300 yard rushers. It was against Duquesne. I. Not even joking, not even being like the slice bit facetious, I did not know that Duquesne had a football program. They carried that on and, and beat uh, LSU in a game where, you know, there was a lot of trick plays, a lot of things that went right for them. They beat uh, Louisville as well. They beat the breaks off Boston College. But none of those teams, not a single one of those teams so far, have a defense that I look at and I say that's a defensive note. Not a single one. Not a single one. If you look at Louisville this year, against Power 5 opponents, they allowed 31 against Syracuse, 35 against Florida State, 34 against Boston College. The only teams they've looked good against are group of five teams, UCF and South Florida. That's it. That is all and that is it. If you look at um, if you look at Boston College, Boston College, exact same thing. That defense has looked good against no one allowed Rutgers to beat them, put up 22 points. Allowed Virginia Tech to look like. I'm going to just tell you this. Virginia Tech and what they've done this year is impressive to me because last year, watching Braxton Burmeister play, I said there is no way. Because if you ask me, you know, y'all heard me talk about Bailey uh, Bailey Hockman. Y'all heard me talk about Hockman. I don't disrespect nobody. I don't go on my way. To, to tell nobody that they're trash, they're terrible, they're horrible. I call it like I see it. Now, with that being said, y'all heard me talk about Bailey Hockman. And I said that Bailey Hockman is a tier or two above um, above Mr. Uh, Mr. Braxton Burmeister. And so, to see them have, I, I said there's no way that, you know, Virginia Tech can trot out a worse quarterback than Braxton Burmeister. And Coach Spry said, hold my beer, son. I'm going to give you a quarterback so painful to watch that even you as a defensive lineman who hates quarterbacks will feel bad for our program. And boy, he did it. He did it. So again, they allow that um, that that team to put up 27 points on. That's the reality of what you're looking at with this uh, Boston College defense, okay? This Boston College defense... 
Again, every group of five teams they played, 20 or more. So, yeah, you should be able to move the ball against them. I don't care if Halfley's calling Carter's defense. Their defense has been trash this year. So I think the books are cooked a little bit. Defensive line, keep doing what you're doing. This is going to be a, a, a pretty easy game for you all as well, okay? That's a, that's a safe bet. That is a safe bet. I, don't, I do not have any doubts in my mind. While Jordan Travis has looked better, this offensive line does not have the horses in the stable, I don't believe, to um, produce at a level that can produce a win for Florida State. And if we're talking about betting, I've got to tell you all about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news and podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball playoffs, MMA, golf, and boxing. Head to BetOnline.net to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but I just want to reiterate again. The Clemson game was not all bad. The ability to stop the run. Keon Lassane potentially emerging as, a num- as another threat underneath. Uh, the fact that there's a lot of season left and there's a lot of good things that this team can do, right? Even if, even if, and here's the thing that I, I want to put out there that some people have not thought about. If Clemson runs the table and we run the table from this point on out, we will not get to the ACC championship. But we're virtually guaranteed a New Year's Six Bowl at that point. Think about that. Think about that. Virtually guaranteed a New Year's Six Bowl because uh, you're going to have your conference champion be in the playoffs, which means there's going to be a slot open in the New Year's Six Bowls because of that. I'm just saying it could be us. This could be the year. Also, 10 wins. It's there. Could be there. Could happen. So, you know, we, we're going to see, but it's, it's a possibility. Uh, many things are there. And again, in terms of the big guys, Florida State is just a little too banged up for me to not give NC State the edge. They're a little too banged up, and our defensive line is playing well. Offensive line, they played poorly against one of the best units in the nation. This is the game to bounce back. This is the game that they need to figure it out and, and get that confidence back, all right? Thank you all so very much for coming out again. Last month was the most listened to month in Locked On Wolfpack history because of Wolfpack Nation. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 